My name is Pastor John Hardiman with the Quincy Church of the Nazarene in Quincy, Washington. Today's date is August 21st, 2022, and the text that I'll be preaching from is found in Jeremiah chapter 1, and I'll be reading 4 through 10. Jeremiah chapter 1, starting at verse 4. The word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Oh, sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I'm only a child. But the Lord said to me, do not say I'm only a child. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the sovereign Lord. Then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, now I have put my words in your mouth. See, Today I appoint you over nations and kingdoms to uproot and to tear down, to destroy and overthrow, to build and to plant. <laughs> the reading of God's word. Will you bow your heads with me, please? Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, uh, this is an incredible passage of scripture uh, speaking directly into our hearts. So, Father, I just ask that as we open up the word, as you uh, put your uh, thoughts in our minds through your Holy Spirit, Lord, I just ask that we would uh, hear from you, but more importantly, put into practice what we hear. In Jesus' name, amen. Jeremiah started prophesying in 627 B.C., roughly 2,700 years ago. <laughs> You may be thinking to yourself, where is the relevance today? A couple of thoughts come to my mind as to why it holds relevance. And the first is, it comes from the living word of God. Second, it speaks of how God is still calling, still active today. The phrase uh, I use, the living word of God, comes from Hebrews 4.12, where it says God's word is alive and always active. It's sharper than a double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. <laughs> I need to tell you, at an early age, I felt God's call on me to be a preacher. But man, I just struggled with it. Uh, I didn't have good friends. I didn't change my friends. Uh, I just couldn't see myself being a pastor. <laughs> and then here I am at 34 years old when I finally said yes to the call. <laughs> Why do you suppose it took me so long to accept God's calling on my life? I accepted Christ as my personal savior as a young boy. I grew up in church. Most of my memory of home life was centered on Christ. Admittedly, there have been a several times uh, God has called me to preach, but every time I reason this or that to not comply to God's will. <laughs> I'm going to confess to you the number one reason I could not see how God could possibly make me a minister because I knew it required me getting an education. <laughs> Oh, man, our sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. <laughs> For me, that phrase is, a, is an understatement. 
I couldn't speak, I couldn't write, at least correctly, and I could barely read. There was no way I was ever going to make it as a preacher. Then I heard a preacher declare that God was going to accomplish his will with you or without you. At that time, I knew in my heart that this was my last chance to be obedient. That's when I started saying yes to Jesus, even though I couldn't figure out how he was going to do it, and no to Satan. <laughs> I openly confessed God's call on my life in church that morning. Now everybody knew it. <laughs> now I was so scared. I confessed that I was about to enter a journey that was humanly impossible. <laughs> I'll tell you why it was humanly impossible a little bit later. But I was thinking, what have I done? I woke up at five in the morning to do my devotions and it was a restless night's sleep. I was a mess. <laughs> God, I was saying, what in the world did I do? I opened my devotions like I did every morning. It was uh, called unto holiness. I remember it well. <laughs> uh, we didn't get much help from uh, called unto holiness at that time. I found my Bible passage and started reading it. It was Jeremiah 1, 4 through 10. The word of the Lord came to me saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. I'm telling you, that morning, this came alive. This word of God was uh, speaking right into my heart. Ah, sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I'm only a child, but the Lord said to me, do not say I'm only a child. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. Then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, Now I have put my words in your mouth. See, today I point you over nations and kingdoms to uproot, to tear down, to destroy and overthrow, to build and to plant. <laughs> oh man, that is just what I needed to hear. I was so excited. Theologically, at that time of my life, I had no clue what all this would mean. <laughs> Personally, however, God spoke deep into my soul that morning and assured me that he had this. Did God miraculously touch me so that I automatically had a grasp of the English language <laughs> where I could finally read and write and everyone understood what I was trying to communicate? <laughs> not even close, not even, not even a fraction, but by faith. Not understanding how God was going to accomplish this feat, I moved forward. I started the course of studies, which was a typical at-home uh, course of actions for people called to uh, ministry while they are having a family or have a job. Uh, God did touch me, however. I soon realized that I was now able to comprehend what I was reading. Uh, 
I'm just going to confess. It may have taken me eight days to read what somebody else would read in an hour. I would actually remember what I read. This was the uh, first time I had so much trouble with uh, comprehension. Uh, it's even embarrassing to even confess this to you. But I started the course of studies, and it took me forever to read the course of study, but it actually stuck into my, my mind and my heart. I was able to, to grasp it for the first time. <laughs> oh. We had, uh, my, I was married and I had three young children and my dear wife, she protected me in my children's eyes, you know, so that I didn't look uh, ignorant if I used the wrong verb tense or, um, she just made me look good in my kids' eyes. And then, uh, I had this opportunity to go to college and I, I didn't want to go to college because I knew I'd have to pack up and move to Colorado Springs. But a couple pastor friends encouraged me that if there's any way possible, I would uh, uh, I could go to Bible college to do it. So I applied, and much to my surprise, they uh, accepted me. Uh, my wife had helped me with the papers, though. I would do it rough hand as best as I could, and she would transpose it into a... a they just came out with uh, word processors at the time, big screened. Uh, they were <laughs> they were so big, but you could cut and paste, and that was a miracle for us. My wife would help, and she would re transpose and uh, make me look good, and it was presentable. And sometimes she did so much work, uh, she was adding her own name at the bottom as a co-author. <laughs> And yes, I did finish with a bachelor's degree. Uh, as an example of what kind of miracles this took, I had to take an English test so that I would, uh, they would know how to place me in college. <laughs> I was called aside as to uh, not cause, in case I would cause a scene when they explained to me that I was placed in English 101. <laughs> They told me that. I laughed right out loud because I already knew uh, that's where I belonged. Uh, what I didn't know, or what they didn't know, what I knew, but what they didn't know, and this is where the miracle part comes in. I had already taken English 101 three times earlier as an adult, only to fail each time. This time was different though. For the first time in my life, uh, what I heard and learned stayed with me. It was a miracle. <laughs> uh, was saying yes to Jesus, easy. Going to school, easy. It's like, uh, I never really thought about it. And I never really cared. It never crossed my mind. I got up early uh, every morning at 5. I would start out by doing my devotions first, and then I'd just start going into my homework until I had to get up and go to work. Monday through Thursday, I had uh, cleaned up at the end of the day, at the end of my work day, and had dinner, and was sitting in my first class by 6 p.m. Classes were from 6 to 10 p.m., 
And then uh, uh, I'd get home, I, I would just crash. And to give you kind of a little example, I had, I would stand up in the back of the room as the professor was teaching and I would be taking notes standing up holding my binder in my hand and uh, a pen, pencil, whatever I was using, I was just taking notes standing up. Otherwise I'd fall asleep. <laughs> Seven days a week I got up at five to do my devotions first and then homework until the kids woke up. Was it hard? Maybe. I guess it might have been if I thought about it. All I knew was God had called me and this was how I was fulfilling that call. I was saying yes to Jesus and no to Satan. That's my story of how the living word of God is still active today. Let's broaden this text to include what God wants to accomplish in your life. Think about the knowledge that he will accomplish his will with you or without you. How does that make you feel? Does that change your response? Your time to say yes to Jesus and no to Satan? Does it matter to you that the one who made you, the one who knows you better than you know yourself, has set you apart for his service? That he appointed you. Theologically, the debate can go, uh, I know that God formed me. I knew that uh, he knows me and he, he, has a, uh, he knows me intimately. He knows my every thought. He knows my every uh, action before I even uh, put it in play. I know that he set me apart and that he appointed me. The same is true for each of you. So knowing that God is going to accomplish his will, regardless of what you decide, does that change your response? I pray that it will. Will you bow your heads with me, please? Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, in this uh, uh, short passage of scripture, you speak volumes. Not only have you spoken to me and that you, I have used this as encouragement all through my ministry, Knowing that I know that I know that the creator of the universe had this design for me. But more than that, the creator of the universe has each soul that hears me today in his hand. And he's speaking to you. He's saying, if this, if you haven't, if you have unconfessed sin, this is the time to confess it, to start over. If you've been struggling with a call, this would be the time where you would say yes to Jesus, yes to God, yes to the Holy Spirit in your life, and no to Satan. Please know that the creator of the universe has designs for you in your life. And more importantly, that we would grasp this knowledge and take a step of faith knowing that God has our back. He's in control. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you until we meet again next week. Bye.